every time I, I stand up here. Can you hear me? Is this on? I'm excited to be home. I'm honored. You always honor me and, and bless me. And I want you to know, I say this every time, I know that you love me. I know that you pray for me. I am so grateful for that. I want to uh, share with you some of the things that God is doing, but more Im most importantly, I want to share what he's doing in my heart as well. King David said in Psalm 66, King David said in Psalm 66, verse 16 through 20, Come and hear, all you who fear God. Let me tell you what God has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. Now hear this, church. This is King David. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened to me. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer nor withheld his love from me. I'm going to tell you some of the things that God is doing in Common Collie. But then I want to talk to you. I only got 26 minutes. <laughs> then I want to tell you the word that God has given me from my heart and hopefully for yours. We opened the school legally uh, in, Jan in February 1st with 120 students. We have maintained from the day that I stepped foot in Uganda as a missionary, we have had morning glory every day but Sunday. Every single day we have morning glory, which is prayer, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God. The, the, we have 120 students. We have 40 non-teaching staff employees. We have 12 teachers. The adult staff and the teachers are being discipled every morning in morning glory. Every single morning they get the word. We teach the word uh, even now while I'm here. They have grown to the point, and this is miraculous, where they are now leading morning glory. So we have 120 students. We have 12 teachers a total of 40 staff members. Um, we have six buildings. We have a TV in every room, in every classroom. We, every teacher has a Chromebook where they can cast their lessons. Um, you've done this. You've done it financially and prayerfully. The attack of the enemy uh, comes daily. We've had um, witchcraft sent towards us, just a couple of little things I can tell you. One day, um, I walked out of my office and there was a dead bird strangled and hanging from the tree in front of my office, feet tied to the bottom branch, the neck tied to the top, pointing at my office. And 
I don't fear witchcraft, personally. Witchcraft is real, in case you don't know. It's supernatural, and it's real, and it happens. Um, but I don't fear that. I'm covered with the blood. But what did concern me was that it was somebody on the inside because it's on the, it was on the inside fence. A few weeks after that, I walked into my office one morning, and there was three inches of water on the floor of my office. No broken pipes. No faucets left on. No open windows. No way that the water could have gotten in. We just cleaned it up, and we wonder, God is faithful. God hears my prayer. But I want to go back to um, Psalm 66. And I want to say, and there's much more. If you want, uh, I'll sit and talk with you for hours about what God is doing. Let me just also say this, by the way, because my first calling is, is first as an evangelist, second as a teacher. Um, I know that, that, I, that God has given me those gifts. This school is so advanced that the Muslims are sending their children to school. Praise God. Come on, clap for that. Clap for that. In Uganda, the law says that you must teach religious education. If it's a government school, you much, must teach either both CRE, Christian Religious Education, and you must teach Islamic Religious Education, IRE. But we're a Christian school, so we don't have to teach IRE. These Muslims are hearing about the, the quality of school. They're calling it an international school. It's not. It's just, a good, it's just a good program, okay? And they're sending their children. Those children are hearing the gospel every day. We, are, we have Muslim children getting saved all the time, okay? We have, we have five or six Muslim who, children who, were, grown up, who brought, were brought up Muslim are now saved and in university, okay? That's because they've been with us and heard the word of God every day. So moving right along, I want to look at... Um, back at Psalm 66, and verse 18 says, If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. So now as I taught this, I prayed, God, we need revival in, in Uganda. We need uh, this, the witchcraft, the, the problems, the, the sin is incredible. We need revival, God. We need revival. Start with me. And I pray this, my, and my prayer for you too is, is that you pray that revival starts with you. So what God showed me as I was teaching my, the discipleship class, we were teaching uh, on the Beatitudes. And I want to just, I don't want to teach for five hours, but I want to start with um, verse 4, which is, blessed are those that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And when we look at mourn, what does mourning mean? What do you think it means? It doesn't, it, it's, it's, Jesus wasn't talking about someone died in your family and, and now you're going to mourn. Of course you're going to mourn. What Jesus was talking about is the second step. And you've got to know what the first one means first. But the second step 
that your mourning is over your sin. You're mourning over, yes, you're, it's under the blood and you're forgiven, you're going to heaven. But what have you lost? What time have you lost? What program, what job, what, before you were saved? You need to mourn your sin. I need to mourn my sin. Um, when I mourn my sin and all that I've lost through it, I also have to take into consideration that I need to mourn my sin of numbness against the world's sin. And this is where God brought in to me that we're not going to have revival in Common Calling. You're not going to have revival in America until you begin to mourn the sin in your nation. Mourn that sin. And what does that mean? What does it mean to mourn the sin of your nation? Here's what we do, all of us. I do it there. I do it there for here, if that makes sense. Okay, I read the news and I go, oh, 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 look, oh, look at that, will you? Listen, would you go get that kid over there? Or look, and I go on with my day. I, I turn the page on the, on the computer or on here when I look at the sin, and that's it. I'm just... I'm sad about it. It makes me sad. It's not enough, folks. I came home, and uh, I came home for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons was I went to my grandson, Jacob, who we baptized right here. My, he's grown to be a godly young man. He's, he's walking with the Lord. He has spent the last two years in uh, Carolina Beach. When they got to Hawaii... Verna um, was homeschooling because of a lot, the move and all of that. And when Jacob went back to school, this is just an aside. I get extra time for this, Billy. <laughs> they found that uh, Jace, Jacob went into 10th grade in Hawaii, and they found out that in Hawaii, unless you're military, you have to spend all four years in high school in Hawaii in order to graduate. Otherwise, you have to go for a GED. Well, Jacob wasn't happy about living in Hawaii anyway. He, he didn't want to leave his friends in Carolina Beach. And so he kind of communicated and finagled with a buddy of his in Carolina Beach. And each boy told the mother, the opposite mother wanted them to come. Long story short, um, Jacob came back and has stayed 11th and 12th grade in Carolina Beach so he could graduate, and he's now been accepted at Western Carolina. So praise God for that. But this is what saddens me. The family that he stayed with, and I hope this isn't televised, <laughs> uh, beautiful Christian family, godly people, or Verna wouldn't have let them stay there, him stay there. Very wealthy people, very nice people, very godly people. So we, after graduation, we went to a dinner at their house. They have a beautiful big pool, pool, and they have hot tubs, and they have, you know, come on, they got it all. And they have three children. They have the boy that is friends with Jacob, and they have two girls. And the two girls were there in the pool and in the hot tub, naked. No? They, they wore strings. They wore a string. Okay? Come on. It's the same thing. 
The only thing you couldn't see was the string. Okay? Grieved me deeply. Just, just, it, it still is so on my heart that it grieves me. What, that Jacob stayed there? No, God, Jacob's a godly man. Okay? And he's prayed for, really prayed for. I'm not concerned about that. What I am concerned about is when I spoke to other friends and, and so on, you know what they said? Huh. <laughs> Come on, Nadine, you know, no big deal. That's the way it is in America. Everybody's late. That, that's what they do here. And they just went on. It grieved me deeply that this Christian family saw nothing wrong with the way their daughters were in the pool. Nor did the other Christians that were there. I came back to, to Charlotte, and I'm so blessed that you had the, Kore the Korean group, and that was amazing. And we're going to have revival in America. A revival is coming. But where is it going to start? Where does it start? Okay. Um, my notes, I have to look at my notes because I get carried away. It has to start with me. I need to pray that my heart reflects the heart of God about sin. I need to pray that my heart sees sin the way God does. Because maybe I was disturbed by that, but maybe I'm not as disturbed as I should be about the, and I am, I'm just using examples, but maybe I'm not that disturbed about the issue of abortion, the issue of transgender, all this stuff that's going on, the problems of the shootings. We need to mourn the sin of our nation. We need to first mourn our own sin. We need to then mourn the sin of our nation. It needs to break your heart. Pray. My prayer for you, every single one of you, and I do pray for you, my prayer for you is that you will pray and ask God to have your heart reflect his heart. That your heart would reflect how God feels about sin. Because you're not going to get on your knees until you're deeply grieved the way God is. You're not going to be praying. You're, you're going to continue to turn, change the channel or move the, the, the web page to the next sad story. I, I, I read, and, and again, I passed it the same way. Something like 226, I, I made up the number. I don't know the real number. But, you know, 200 school shootings since 19 or 20-something or other. And I thought, oh. Gun control. Well, I believe in our rights to have to bear arms, and you know, and I just pass it by. Do you want revival in this country? I want revival here. I pray for common Kali, but I pray for my nation. I pray for us. I pray for you. We need the revival, and the revival has to start in how we view sin. I'm asking you to stop letting it pass by. Stop letting your, you know, just looking at the news and letting it pass by.
Um, we need to stand out in a world that has become numb to sin. That's, that's the other thing that God has shown me, Nadine. I pray that for you, too. A little example, um, there was a man working for me, and he was stealing from me. I found that he was stealing from me. It doesn't matter how or why, but he was, he was a godly man, and he was stealing from me. And I spoke to him about it. And he just, blah, 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 you know, this excuse and that excuse. And I didn't want to humiliate him and fire him, chase him. Excuse me. So I went to a mutual pastor friend of ours, according to the word of God. You know, the Bible says if, if someone is in sin and God convicts you or speaks to you to talk to them about it, then you go to them privately, which is what I did. And then... If they won't hear you, take a brother. So I went to a, a, a well-known pastor, big church, big school, <coughs> excuse me, and I, and I talked to him about it. And I said, would you meet with me with so-and-so? He said, okay, be glad to. Okay, so I prayed and we went and we met together. And the whole time we were together, that other pastor made excuses for what this pastor was doing and told me to forgive him and let it go. I did. I did. I won't, can, I won't tell you where that man is now. That was like a, a year or two ago, and, and now his sin is way deeper in other areas. So what am I saying? I'm saying that you need to stand up for sin, against sin, rather, and not be afraid of what, the way people look at you. We need to be a people that stand out in the population as those that are against sin. We need to be able to be the ones that are standing and saying, mm -mm, no, I don't accept that. I don't accept this in my school or that in my school, and I don't accept whatever. You know the sin that, you, that you're seeing and that's all, that God has placed on your heart. That's what it's about, folks. We need revival. I honestly believe, according to Psalm, six, you know, Psalm 66, as I read, if I had cherished sin in my heart, God would not have heard me. God would not have answered the prayers. Do you know what we have there? We have a school that there. Now, I live 200 miles from Kampala, something like that. Okay? We have people now coming out from Kampala to see our school, folks. The vision for his primary school is Christ first, work ethic, and education, every child. It's, you know, it's, a, it's, it's like it's a law in Uganda. They have some, <laughs> they don't enforce most of their laws, but this one they enforce. You have to have a school motto, and you have to wear a uniform, and they, they come and check on you. So when you walk into the classroom, the class will rise, and they will say, you are welcome visitor. Our school motto is, and they'll, they'll read it. But they also have to understand the definition of work ethic. The definition 
of work ethic is the integrity, focus, determination, and good attitude that it takes to accomplish your goals. We need that too in Christ. We need to have the integrity and the focus and the determination to accomplish our goals and the good attitude to accomplish our goals. But what are your goals? What's your goals? What do you want? I want revival. I want revival. I want my nation to be back, one nation under God. I want revival in Common Collie. I want revival in Charlotte, in America. One last word, my notes. Only when our hearts reflect the heart of God towards sin will we be driven to our knees for our nation. If you want to hear more about the school, I'm, I'm available.